All roads lead to power. And on this show, we're going to break that idea down a little bit. What is power? Who has it? How do you get it? We'll deconstruct everything from motivation and mental health to anti-racism and addiction. Ultimately, the goal is to give you the tools and strategies that you need to live your most powerful life, being a force for good in the world and impacting the people around you in a positive way. Powerful is brought to you by me, your host, Jeff Kular. I help people change and build incredible teams. Welcome to the show. A realization that power without love is reckless and abusive and that love without power is sentimental and anemic. Because the so-called real world of men and money and power comes merrily along on the fuel of fear and anger and frustration and craving and the worship of self. The really important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline. If people don't learn power, people don't wake up. If they don't wake up, they get left out. Welcome back to Powerful. And this week, we're going to continue the theme around self-care. We're still in the midst of this coronavirus, COVID-19 crisis around the world. A lot of us are in self-isolation or social physical distancing, as we call it, staying away from gathering with other people and doing anything outside of the necessary shopping for groceries and, and doing things like that. So... Yeah, so self-care in that environment when your routines have been disrupted, when you can't get to the gym, when you can't get to the yoga studio, uh, even when gathering with other people and having coffee with a friend, which might be your go-to self-care strategy, becomes impossible, then what do you do? What do you do when self-care is impossible? And I'm going to give you, I'm going to continue on with with the last few essential strategies for self-care, moving past the idea of yoga and green tea, even though those can be important practices, there's some strategies, there's some principles behind the scenes. And so last week we talked about saying heck yes, knowing what your priorities are, saying heck yes to them, and then saying no to the things that don't fill you up, right? That's, that's, that's an important self-care strategy is to actually set good boundaries. I think the most important self-care that we can have is actually a really healthy set of boundaries around what we're going to do, what we're going to accept in our lives and where we're going to focus our energy and our attention. And so we're going to continue with that theme. We're going to talk about the four domains of self-care and some other important strategies and ideas. Uh, but before we get to that, if you want to get it all in one place and you want to see the slides and walk through the worksheets, I've got a free webinar. It's on demand. And so you can just sign up for it. Go to www.jeffcoulard.com podcast and the link will be right there and you can sign up and work your way through it's about an hour-long webinar and like i said um, all of these strategies in one place and you can see the slides and kind of go through it at your leisure okay let's dig into the fourth essential strategy which is less a strategy and more an understanding of the domains of self-care and so i want to break down for you quickly the four domains of self-care uh, so the first one is balance and I know that I talked about balance being bullshit uh, earlier in, in last week's podcast um, and attaining some mythical balance in life where everything is, is perfectly in equilibrium. I think that's impossible. I don't think that that's something we should be striving for. But a sense of balance in our life, a sense of day-to-day balance or week-to-week balance where we're getting enough rest and relaxation, we're getting enough um, th- of work that fills us up, that helps us feel valued and valuable Uh, time with family or time alone whatever it is that recharges you right making sure that that balance isn't out of whack and for me actually i know i had an interesting 
comment on a friend's LinkedIn post the other day because he posted a video on LinkedIn about self-care and people were listing their self-care strategies or favorite self-care practices. And I realized that actually helping people is one of my favorite self-care activities. And so recording this podcast, this is self-care for me. But if I did too much of it, if I threw my, my balance out um, and I was recording all the time and editing and trying to get something up every day, well, that would be overwhelming, right? And so that kind of balance, making sure that the different areas, different priorities in our life, going back to that strategy number one, making sure that we're attending to and giving energy to the priorities or the values in our life, the things that we find important, that kind of balance is really important. Getting a balance of physical activity and rest and relaxation, alone time and time with, with family or loved ones. I think that that kind of balance is something that we should keep in mind and strive towards. The other domain, the second domain is actually rest and kind of counterintuitively uh, exercise, actually moving our bodies, get in that balance of getting some enough rest and relaxation and getting some rest, mental rest, which is often happens for me when I'm out exercising, you know, going for a run in the forest is really great self-care for me. And that's my go-to self-care practice when I'm not podcasting uh, is to go for a long run and give my brain a little break, you know, not have to think deep thoughts and just to be present in the moment. And so that kind of rest, that kind of rest that we get when we try and disconnect a little bit from the, the going goings on in our life. The third domain of self-care is this idea of satisfaction. And satisfaction is, is critically important because that's where we find meaning in our life, right? And so satisfaction with the work that we're doing, satisfaction with our parenting, satisfaction with, you know, whatever it is we're doing, if we can find the inherent joy that is within that activity and be satisfied with it, uh, well, we don't regret at the end of the day, we don't look back at our day and say, man, I, I didn't do anything. I wasted a bunch of time uh, and we can feel good about our what we accomplished, right? So a sense of significance is really important. And then last but not least, support. And this is where the idea of self-care starts to break down a little bit. And the title of this podcast is that self-care is impossible because I don't believe that we can do it entirely alone. I know that I certainly can't. Self-care for me is actually a community of care. It's actually other people that contribute to it in, in a meaningful way. And I hope that I contribute to their care and to their wellness, right? But self-care requires support. And so what kind of support mechanisms do you have in your life? Do you have friends that you can vent to when things are kind of shitty? And do you have friends that are going to give you a little kick in the pants when you need it? Uh, so I like to think of support as being support and challenge, right? And we'll talk a little bit more on the last strategy is actually to build a community around yourself uh, is probably the most essential self-care strategy. And we'll dig into what those communities should look like or could look like at the end of this podcast. All right, strategy or priority or principle number five is to build a values filter. And so when you've figured out what's most important to you and you've decided what you're going to say heck yes to and what you're going to say no thanks to, that was last week's podcast, right? And we've looked at these four domains of self-care and done a bit of an assessment around which one we're doing really well in. You know, sometimes I do really, really well in having lots of significance in my work and I do really poorly in getting rest. And when I acknowledge that and when I assess it, I can rebalance, I can rebalance the scales a little bit. But knowing what to say yes to, having a really clear understanding of what our values are, having a filter in which to make decisions, again, goes back to that idea of boundaries, right? You actually can't have boundaries if you haven't clearly identified what those are. And what better thing to use to set boundaries for yourself than your values, 
Because oftentimes we end up setting boundaries out of exasperation, out of desperation, or out of just pure exhaustion. We have to say no to things because we just can't take on anymore. What would life be like if you didn't have to do that, if you could set healthy boundaries based on your values? And so I highly recommend that an exercise you engage in is building yourself a values filter. And it's basically as simple as just clearly articulating and defining what they are. You know, you know, last week I mentioned purpose, family, fitness, and I've got, you know, pretty clear understanding of what each of those looks like for me. And I honestly don't have a lot of conflict and tension in my life. I tend to have a fair bit of space, except during times of coronavirus when I'm home trying to homeschool my kids and record podcasts at the same time, you know, a little less space these days, but I couldn't imagine if I had a bunch of other obligations or things that I had felt I was, you know, forced to do or ought to do. Um, So this goes back to, again, to the first couple of strategies, Um, really clearly articulate what your values are and then apply them as a filter for your life and the decisions that you make and the things that you do and the things that you say yes and no to, uh, to use it that way. And to look through that filter lens and say, is this contributing to or detracting from the things that are most important or my balance, my rest, my satisfaction, and my support are are lenses that you can use to view self-care through. All right, strategy number six is actually, you know, it's a bit of a recent strategy. It's actually a, a recommendation or something that some friends of mine started doing, and it's a win journal. It's actually looking for and documenting all of the wins that happen every day, uh, because every day is full of wins. And oftentimes we forget about them. Oftentimes we uh, get to the end of the day and we remember the struggles. We remember the things that we didn't accomplish. And so a win journal is a great way to just capture the small things. And they should be small things. You know, they should be, you know, I actually went for a walk today, right? Even if it's just down to the mailbox and back, right? I got some sunshine today. I had a tough phone call, but it turned out it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So it was actually a great phone call, right? Because I had been anxious about it and now I'm not anymore. That's a win, right? And so capturing our wins, and that's probably actually a really hands-on, really concrete way to get more satisfaction, right? If we think of that domain of wellness um, is to find satisfaction, we got to look for it and we got to train ourselves sometimes to look for it. And in the webinar that I hope you jump on, and again, you can go to www.jeffcoulard.com slash podcast, and there's a link to this webinar. Um, I talk about an exercise that we used to do with families at an addiction streaming program where we'd give them cameras or we'd give them the instruction to go out into the forest and look for all the dark things that they could find. And of course, they'd come back and they would have a list of dark things or a bunch of pictures on a digital camera of dark things. And then we'd start to ask them about, well, what about the red things that you saw? Or what about the yellow things or the green things? And 95% of people hadn't actually noticed or seen anything that was light colored or different colored than than dark. Uh, So what we focus on is what we see. What we're looking for is what we will find. And a wind journal is a really great way to train ourselves to see the positive, uh, to see the things that are going well, and to see see the wins. And so I recommend you start in on that practice and make it a daily reflection at the end of the day, or as you go throughout the day, have it in your pocket, uh, a little notebook, and just jot down your wins. And it makes a dramatic difference in overall satisfaction and wellness and, and self-care. Okay, and we are into the seventh strategy of the seven essential strategies for self-care, and that is to realize that self-care is impossible. 
that doing it all on your own um, is a recipe for disaster and is a, is a huge burden that we place on ourselves unnecessarily because most of us have people in our life that would be willing and able and wanting to contribute to our wellness as just as much as we want to contribute to theirs. And so actually building a community of support around yourself is my number one strategy. And I saved it for last. You got to save the best for last. And this really is the best strategy. And I'm not great at it. I'm not great at asking for help. Um, and so intentionally surrounding myself with people who will, you know, force me sometimes, you know, a little bit of a nudge and a little bit of some hard questions and to ask me, how am I actually doing? Right. How are things really going? And to have a safe space to be vulnerable, to say, you know what, things aren't going awesome, and then to get offers of support and to be able to do that for other people, I think it's a gift uh, to have a community like that. And as I alluded to earlier, communities of support and community of challenge. And if, they, if it's the same community, that's great. But if it's other people that serve that role for you, then that's great too. But to have people that you can lean on, that you can be vulnerable with, that you can shed some tears with, um, when things are rough, because things get rough, right? And to have people who aren't going to judge you um, to not be perfect or to not have the answers or to be struggling is really important. And But also it's equally important to have people who are going to give you, give you the nudge, give you a little bit of a kick in the pants, give you a reminder, right? Text you and ask you, did you go to the gym today? Like you said you were going to, right? Because I did, right? So a little bit of that nudge and a little bit of an accountability partner, I call it a challenge network, um, really critically important for us um, to, to build a community around ourselves that does both. So that's it for this week. That's the last four essential strategies. And I'm going to run through them again quickly, just in case you're at a place where you can kind of pause what you're doing if you're out for a run or you're washing dishes or you're doing something and you can jot these down. So the first essential strategy is to figure out what your very top priorities are. And I use the metaphor of a jar and some golf balls. You only have so much space in the jar and that jar is life. And that jar is a different size depending on how exhausted we are, what's going on in the world. And so most of our jars right now are probably a little bit smaller than they might be at times when we're not locked up at home for a pandemic. Right? But knowing what goes in first and making sure that those golf balls, those things that are most important, go into the jar first. That's strategy number one. Strategy number two is to say heck yes to those things. They have to be things that really light us up. And so that, do they pass the heck yes test, right? Do we feel amazing about it? Do we wake up with energy and excitement about it? Because if we don't, we should probably be saying no thank you. We should be saying no thank you to being on the volunteer committee to organize the school dance if that's not something that lights us up and we're full of passion about so strategy number three is to say no thank you, is to set boundaries, is to uh, ideally fix the gate so that we're not making commitments to things that don't light us up, don't fill us up, don't pass the golf ball test. Is this something that's so important that I'm going to put it into my jar first, right? Strategy number four is to look at the domains of wellness, look at the domains of self-care, and that's balance, rest, satisfaction, and support. And to constantly be doing a bit of an assessment around those, because I know that when I don't get rest, it starts to throw everything else out of whack. I don't ask for support, right? And when I don't ask for support, then maybe I don't feel a sense of significance and it throws my balance off, right? And so they're all interconnected, um, but to look at them and 
assess how am I doing in this domain and what are some of those practices? So this is where things like yoga and green tea and getting enough sleep and going on a vacation, those things fall into one of those domains. Sometimes we're really good in one domain. I know people who are really, really good at maintaining balance in their life, uh, but they don't have a lot of satisfaction. And so they still kind of suffer. You know, they, they still have some mental health challenges happening for them, or just a general sense of unease about what's going on in the world and their place in it and whether they're making uh, the maximum contribution with their life. And so it's important to have a sense of significance and not be unbalanced within those four domains. Strategy number six is a new one for me, and it's been really powerful. And it's to keep a wind journal is to write down all the things that went well today that felt like a win, especially if they're small things that might otherwise go unnoticed. Uh, Because when you start to look for them, you start to see them. And when you start to see them, you start to act in a way that makes them much more likely. And strategy number seven actually isn't about self-care. It's that idea that self-care is impossible and it takes a community to surround ourselves with a community of people that care about us, that love us, that we can be vulnerable with and will also challenge us and keep us moving forward towards the things that are most meaningful to us, the things that we care about, the important goals that we set for ourselves in lots of different areas in life. And so if you don't have a community, My number one recommendation from this short little series on self-care is to build a community, is to find people to act as trusted advisors and colleagues and friends and people who will support you on this journey called life. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Powerful, episode two in a short little series on self-care, especially in times of chaos and uncertainty and this pandemic that we find ourselves facing and trying to deal with. And as always, I appreciate you sharing this podcast if you found it helpful. Uh, Share it on LinkedIn, share it on Facebook, get it out to the world, send it directly to a friend who you know might be suffering a little bit in this time or could use some of the the tips and strategies and advice that I've put into these podcasts. It, It helps a lot to spread the word and that's really why I do this is to help other people live their most powerful life. And so I appreciate you doing that. And if you have the inclination, if you have the time to hop onto your podcast platform of choice whether that's itunes or spotify and drop us a rating or review that helps us as well to reach a wider audience so thank you so much have a wonderful week and i look forward to talking with you again very soon